Welcome to The Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Today, we're talking about healing and about positive messaging and about how can we really help ourselves to live in the now and live our best lives. My guest is Alea Dow. She is a spiritual guide, best-selling author, master sound healer, energetic practitioner, doctor of oriental medicine, and licensed acupuncturist. Alea is a pioneer in the field of energy medicine. Her techniques are powerful and effective in creating change, and thousands of individuals have been transformed utilizing her approach. Welcome, Alea. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's a, a treat and an honor to connect with you and be here. Yeah, thank you. And I do want to let the audience know, full disclosure, that I have studied Alea's work. I have worked with her personally. I do a lot of the daily cups, and she'll tell you about those in the tall cups. And her work is groundbreaking and very effective and very healing. So that's a personal endorsement <laughs> that I really want the audience <laughs> to know. <laughs> yeah. So, And she's also written a great book called Seven Cups of Consciousness. So... I'm going to start by, um, tell us a little bit about your journey to become the sound healer and spiritual guide. It actually started after I had a sound healing session that was on a water table filled with water and speakers underneath. And in the sound healing session, I actually had um, an enlightenment experience where I was able to perceive other dimensions and hear the angelic choir and hear angelic beings. And it was so profoundly peaceful and altering and we all have enlightenment moments in our day or in our month or in our year but we sometimes lose that insight and so after that enlightenment experience fortunately for some reason I didn't lose all of that awareness and it actually kept growing and growing over the years and so with this greater awareness of these other dimensions and beings consciousness energy and other dimensions I started hearing these tones that I call the angelic choir and um, they would sing to me in the morning and then if I was having a bad day they would sing different tones and it would actually shift my energy and the vibration in my body and so then I slowly started integrating that into my work because at that time when I had that enlightenment experience I was an acupuncturist living in Telluride I had a massage degree I was a Reiki master so I'd already been immersed in the healing arts for about 15 years Mm -hmm. wow so when you started the sound healing How did that happen? How did the sound healing start? Because you do a lot of sound healing in your tapes. I do. Um, I started just doing it actually for myself for about two to three years. And so I'd be in the shower and I would hear the angelic choir singing and I would then start mimicking what I was hearing, the sounds that they were making. And then, Mm. of course, in my car, you know, any place where I was in a quiet space and sometimes out in nature or if I was hiking and in a canyon, I started playing with it. And actually nature was the first um, venue that I really connected with and started sharing my tones. And when I was sharing it with nature, I could feel a shift that started to happen within me and around me and in my environment. 
And then after about three years of practicing and just working it for myself, feeling the impact and, and the power of it, I started working with clients in my office in Telluride. And I remember the very first session I said to somebody, you know, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm just hearing this sound coming from your shoulder. And he had a ton of shoulder pain. And no matter how much energy work or acupuncture, biofeedback, nothing was touching it. And he was like, I really don't want to have surgery. And I was like, I know, that would really suck. And so I said, you know, let me just try a different modality. And I could hear this kind of crunchy, yicky sound coming from his shoulder just when I put my hands on it. And so I started making that sound that was coming from his shoulder. Mm. And then slowly over wow. about 30, 20, 30 seconds, I started making, I could feel and hear the shoulder making a different sound. And then I started following that sound and then making that sound. And it probably went on for about two minutes. And then after about that two minutes, the final tone was just this beautiful harmonic vibration and then I said, okay, that was weird and different, but hey, how's your shoulder feel? And he started moving it around, and he was shocked, and I was shocked, and he was like, oh, my God, the pain is gone. And I was like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. And so that was the very first time that I had really you know, used it on another person. And you know, from, from that point on, I use it in all of my meditations, all of the sessions and work that I do, along with the energetic protocols. I believe that, you know, it's important for our mind to be able to track what we're doing, the requests that we make for the energy to shift in other dimensions, but then you can bring in tones and frequencies that really help our vibrational bodies change, this blueprint that we hold in another dimension, and then that positively impacts the physical realm. Mm, amazing. Tell us about the process that is surrounding the creation of the seven cups of consciousness, what they are, and then the process. Yeah, after about working with clients, um, after that enlightenment experience for about five to seven years, my husband said to me, um, what are all the concepts that you use in your sessions? And at that time, I was in Santa Barbara flying back to Telluride to see clients. And so on the plane, I just got out a pen and paper, and I dropped into meditation and tuned into all of my teachings and my guides and wrote down seven sentences in like literally three minutes. And then it took me three or four years to really deeply unpack and then start building in concepts and layers and protocols and processes and the how of these seven concepts. And I kind of think of it as um, a formula for cultivating an enlightened stance. And when you think about these seven concepts in your life, you are able to then shift your challenges and manifest your desires and help your body awaken and heal, um, heal your relationships, flip your challenges. So that original, you know, three minutes of download of seven sentences, and then it's taken me about... um, I would say 10 to 15 years to really craft it in a really refined way. And, and then after practicing it for about eight years, then I started writing the book Seven Cups of Consciousness and wrote it within about eight mm. months in 2014. And um, it's still going gangbusters and people are loving it and reading it. And I have tons of material online that actually goes with the book so that you can have those online meditations and there's a book circle. And then that Seven Cups of Consciousness book ties into the daily meditations that I do five days a week. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, and I received those, and they're very powerful. Now, let's talk Thank about you. the different concepts. The first one, you're welcome. The first one is you live in a multidimensional reality. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so if we think about the physical world as literally the first floor of, um, of a building, and on this first floor, we can see everything clearly, but what's happening in the higher floors are actually patterning and creating how we're feeling, how we're reacting and behaving on the first floor in the, lo- in the lobby. And so when we're doing energy work, we want to recognize that we're not using the physical dimension to change the physical dimension. We're using another dimension to change the physical dimension, to even change our thoughts, our behaviors, our emotions. And so when I was thinking about all of the protocols and the process and the way in which I do energy work for myself and for others... I always tap into another dimension. And I've read a lot of ancient texts and um, mystics and neuroscience and um, quantum physics, and they talk about these other dimensions that we might not be able to actually perceive with our eyes. We don't have instruments that can perceive it very well, but my sense is that over the years that we will develop instruments that we can then track what's happening in these other dimensions. And so when we start training ourselves to use these other dimensions, amazing things start to shift in our lives. Mm, Yeah. So let's talk more about that. One of the things you say in your work or another chapter is you are never alone. So that means we always have guides and angels with us. Is that what that means? Yes. Oh, that's the second concept. So the first one is you live in a multidimensional reality. And then the second concept speaks to the idea that you are never alone. And from my perspective, we actually have a team that encircles us and they hold a similar level of consciousness and they're kind of like our crew and they can buffer us and support us and be runners and gophers and hold space for us and model solutions for us. We also have guides. We have archangels. We have beings of love and light that do exist in these other dimensions. And so when we start tapping into this other resource and these beings in these other dimensions who are in a connected space, we then increase our ability to feel that level of support and get insights and we don't feel like we're doing it all alone. And so my work is all about tapping into all of the resources that you have access to to help you shift your life and your journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what the work is, isn't it, Olaya? It's about teaching people how they can tune in and access that. That's really what you're working about. Yeah, and the essence of the work is really helping people move into a deeper state of connection with their essence. So this, I'm going to jump around a little bit. The seventh concept talks about this idea that you are perfect, that you have this inner river of light that flows within you, and I call it the divine line that actually flows up and down the front of the spine. And so when you start connecting in with your essence, your divine line, and you start feeling your support and your sense of self-worth and self-confidence there in that inner river of light, you start to hold a higher vibration. You start to perceive from a more connected, abundant, supported place. And when you're perceiving from that place, the doors for more abundance, more support, more love, more respect, because you're doing it for your own self, that starts to show up more and more in your life. And just yesterday, I was thinking about perceptions. And when we keep perceiving our life from a negative of like, this isn't right and this isn't right, that's what comes in. 
We keep opening and seeing this dimensional reality or this physical world of the negative. And so when we want to shift our life from the negative into the positive, we want to find that place inside ourselves where we can pivot and anchor from a very positive perspective that is incredibly supported and empowered. Yeah, that's what we do. And that then will help to change your whole inner world, won't it? It's totally, totally. World, changing it. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because these concepts all kind of, they play with each other and tie in together. And you just spoke about the third concept, but were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, in changing your inner world, one of the things you talk about in the seven steps, your seven cups, is using your challenges to grow. And I think in working with you myself, and also I think in general, I think the challenges for a lot of us is that we can work on the higher realms, which you teach so well, but then on the inner, the outer realms, in other words, what we're seeing and hearing here in this world and every day, may not be where we want it to be, and we're keep, we work on the inner realm to change that. So we're doing the work, whether it's the sound healing or we're following all the protocols, but it still may not make an immediate impact in, in what we're doing today. So I guess my question is for those of us who are working through all our processes, how do you have the patience and the faith and the confidence and the belief that even though you're growing, that what you're looking for will eventually happen in the outer world? That's my question. Yeah, I think that that, I mean, it it does take time, especially if you think about how many years you've been in a pattern of of the lack or depending, putting all of your reference points for support externally. And if you believe in previous incarnations, you'd also want to think about your track record of like, okay, for the last five incarnations, I've been looking externally for support or I've been giving responsibility for support externally or love or connection or respect or validation. And so when you start doing the work and doing these protocols, you know, sometimes people feel a shift within a few days, definitely internally, but it can sometimes take years to create a shift in the outer world. And so when you recognize that you've got this whole track history that's been impacting you, the more you start shifting the inner world, the more peace that you you feel, regardless of what's happening or not happening in your outer world. And many years ago, I was talking, it was in meditation, conversing with my guides, and I was like, well, what if this thing that I really want to have happen doesn't happen? And they said, well, if you do this practice of feeling where you are enough inside or where you're validating yourself inside or you're respecting yourself and feeling really supported inside, if this thing doesn't happen, you still will have been living from a more peaceful, full, connected place. And so my every day, regardless of what's happening in the outer world, is a lot more peaceful, a lot more connected, a lot calmer. And so when you start doing this work, you want to think about, okay, I've been doing this work for two months or three months or or a year or three years, and still nothing's shifting in the outer world. And then you ask yourself, okay, five years ago, if I was in the situation that I'm in right now, how would I be responding? And you're watching that inner shift inside yourself and asking yourself, am I living a more peaceful reality deep in my core now, regardless of what's happening in the outer world compared to how I was five years ago or ten years ago? Yeah, and that I can attest to personally, um, you know, as someone who's been through this work with you and still continues, I can say that. I can say that there's a lot more peace and calm and clarity in what I'm doing. 
and it does mm-hmm. keep me on track. Now, it doesn't mean, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm, I'm speaking not just for me, it doesn't mean that I don't still have fear or worry, but it keeps me moving on track. That I can tell you. Right. And with that clarity and that peace and that calm, then what happens, you start making better decisions. And every time you make a better decision, you're coming from a more connected, empowered, supported place. And over time, it's going to start reflecting in the outer world. All right. And on that note, I'm going to take a break. All right. Well, I know. We're going to come back with Alea Dow, who's a spiritual guide and best-selling author. Let's talk more about the seven cups of consciousness and the daily cups of consciousness and the meditations that Alea offers all of us and how you can find out about them and, and about energy fields and how people can shift more to help and health and happiness and abundance. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is Alea Dow. She's a spiritual guide, best-selling author, master sound healer, energetic practitioner, doctor of oriental medicine, and licensed acupuncturist. Alea is a pioneer in the field of energy medicine and her techniques are powerful and effective in creating change. 
thousands of Medita jewels have been, have been transformed utilizing her approach. And I, I have been one of these people. I really suggest that you go on to Alea's website, find out more about her work, Alea Dow, A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O.com, or you can go to cupsofconsciousness.com. All right. And, folks, I want to apologize. My voice is a little muffled. I've had some technical difficulties on my end, but that's okay. This is still wonderful, and Alea is just masterful in her delivery. So I really hope that you'll, and I know you will enjoy this interview. Okay, so Alea, welcome back. Thank you. Um, yeah, what I want to ask you is more about the cups. I mean, you have something that's very, I think it's a very unique approach. You call it the cups of consciousness, and they're daily. Talk about those. In about 2007 or 2008, I was driving down to San Diego and um on my drives, I sit in silence and just drop in and meditate in a highly alert state, safe driving. And I was in, in my meditation, I was kind of asking, like, how can I help more people? Because what was happening in my private practice is people would be calling me, you know, maybe five or six people would be calling me every week wanting to get in for a quick little five, ten minute balancing. And after about a year of answering these phone calls and doing a five, ten minute balancing over the phone or having people just come in for a quick little mini touch-up session, I thought there's got to be something that people can do on their own that will help them grow, awaken, evolve. And then also in my sessions, I would have these insights or I would bring in an energetic process and I'm like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And then, of course, I would forget it. I wouldn't record it. I wouldn't write it down. And it would just it would be gone. It would, it would help that one person. But I started thinking, mm-hmm. how can these insights that I'm getting in my, in my daily practice help hundreds or thousands? And then in my drive down to San Diego, I heard the words daily meditations. And I was like, what, I need to meditate more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my guides were like, no, no, no. Record little five-minute daily meditations and deliver it to subscribers. And so I then started building that system um, with my website and my amazing webmaster, Paul, and he crafted this delivery system, and this was in 2009. And so I had to have four different platforms of delivering the audio format because everybody had you know, different types of phones and the BlackBerry and the iPhone and then the mobile devices and then the computers and the tablets. And so... At a technological level, it was a bit of a challenge, but it was incredibly rewarding to start recording these meditations. And for the first couple of years, I recorded five meditations a week. And then after about five years, I started using the meditations from the archives on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I essentially usually bring in a new fresh meditation Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then pull from the archives on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they speak to the energetic weather that's coming onto planet, but they also speak to concepts that I'm exploring in my practice that people are struggling with um, in the moment. And it helps you bring in inner practices, ways of being, ways of thinking that help you start shifting your perspective to a more connected experience. And I think most of the time we walk around in the world and we get bombarded by media and our culture, and it's not always very positive and empowering. And so if we're bringing in something every day reminding us that we have this beautiful river of light that flows within us and all we have to do is love it and connect with it and feel supported by it, 
or run our creative current around us to clean our energy fields and we start using our energy fields more, we start getting more engaged and um, less apathetic and more more vitalized and, and energized with what we're doing in our life. And then we start bringing in new opportunities of this passion and this creativity that's flowing within. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I really see that. And sometimes I think what happens, and you may want to comment on this, is things will come in that you didn't expect. It may come right. in a different way. Or it may mm-hmm. come in a different form that you didn't expect. But it still does the same thing. It's still yeah. helping you in what you need. Can you talk about and the that? energy. Yeah, so if we think, okay, I want to have um, a beloved in my life, but then what happens if like five amazing friends show up and you're laughing and connected and you go for hikes and and it's like, well, the beloved can be in the form of so many different different things and so... um, And then people also get really focused on, well, I want to be... I, I want to be in, in a place of financial abundance and financial support. But then what happens if a friend of yours is like, oh, my God, I have this cute little guest house and I don't need the money and just come yes. and live here for free yeah. for two years. It's yeah. like, well, that's yeah. not money, but yeah. that's a resource and it's a support. So if we, yeah. if we stop focusing on the specific thing like money or the lover or the, the friend or the community or the five pounds or 10 pounds or 30 pounds we want to lose or gain – or the physical health, and we start tuning into the vibration, the emotion, the energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I want to be in a beloved relationship. Okay, if I were in a beloved relationship, how would I feel? I'd feel happy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's the Mm -hmm. happiness as opposed to I'd feel connected or I'd feel valued. You have to kind of feel into what is your uber nugget that you are really after, and it's a particular emotional way of being. It's a vibration. It might be mm-hmm. that we want lots of money and, okay, if, well, then I'd feel free or then I'd feel safe or then I'd feel supported. So every single person is different, which is why you can't just do, um, you know, the, the basic step one, step two, step three, this is going to work for everybody. Everybody has to do their own inner work of whatever it, whatever it is I'm desiring and yearning for. How is that really going to make me feel when I really, if I really imagine having that? And then that is your root, your anchor that you really want to hone in on and start cultivating inside yourself. So that's that third concept of shifting your inner world, of using that vibration that flows within you to activate more joy or more support or more safety yeah. in your divine line. Yeah. yeah. I want to comment on what you just said because I have found exactly what you just said happening for me exactly mm. where mm. um and in both of those in both of those end results whether it's a you know finances or as you said or it's health or it's the relationship i might want that end result but that end result may not come in the way i'm looking for but these other things come in that you said that well it may not be the perfect person but it's per people who are bringing you the kinds of things you need or it may right so you're you're still getting there, and it's, it's leading you to where you want to go, but it's all going in that same direction. Right, right, because it's like if you and say, I have- oh, I want a beloved, if I want a beloved partner, then what happens if you meet a bunch of friends, and the friends are the person that introduces exactly. you to your beloved? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that has been really prominent, and it's been 
incredibly amazing in my life. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you hear many, many stories from people who've worked with mm-hmm. you and people who are doing this work. It just, you need something and all of a sudden something comes in. It, it's pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah. 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 And, it, but again, and the inner but work, it, you know, doing it, it does start to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. So, and, yes. and then the challenge, right. actually, there's a, there's a piece I want to speak to briefly on that one because that's such a, sure. a big piece. So you're talking about when you do the inner work, it starts showing up, but not always in the ways in which you expect. And then there's this thing where we start going into gratitude for what's showed up in the outer world. But then when we place, and this is really refined, and it's a little tricky, and it might push a few people's buttons, but when we start going to gratitude for what's shown up in our life of like, oh, I'm so grateful for this person or for this opportunity, thank you, thank you, thank you, that actually can disempower. And so if we start practicing when these lovely things show up in our outer world, we take a deep breath and we feel into this incredible support or this love or this gentleness or this grace that we're holding that we've been cultivating inside ourselves. And we move into even deeper gratitude and appreciation for the inner work that we've done and for the vibration that's flowing inside. In gratitude for the reflection, but really keeping the gratitude internal, which then helps it grow even stronger. Then you don't give your power away of, oh, the universe or God or this thing did something for me. It's like, no, you did it for yourself by shifting this vibration inside you and being in mm-hmm. gratitude for that vibration. Mm-hmm. Then when you're in gratitude right. for that vibration, you actually go into more humility. Yes. Right. And I, I, everything you're saying, and I'm, the reason I'm personalizing this is because I want listeners to know that what you're saying is not... Uh, out there, if you will. I don't know how else to phrase it, that it really does happen. However, you have to be patient. You have to keep doing the work. It's like exercising. You can't go to the gym once a week and think, oh, you know, or once every two weeks and think, oh, look, I just exercised. This has to be a steady way of thinking, even when it's not great. I mean, sometimes you're scared and things aren't coming. You go back, you keep doing the work, keep doing the work, and then all of a sudden something shows up. And if you sit over there, it may not be... The ultimate, it may not be the ultimate deal, if you will, or ultimate prize, but it's, you're saying, yes, I'm seeing it. I'm moving closer. Yeah. I'm moving closer. Yeah. That's the exciting part. But I also it agree is. and also yeah. feel that I have to say each time, thank you. Each time, even if it's not exactly, thank you. Thank you for your gift. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the ability to keep doing this. Beautiful. Well, I wanted um, to, as I said, I'm... Personalizing this because I think sometimes people think um, that it's all um, sort of spiritual but not grounded, and it is grounded. It's very grounded work. It is, and after I've been an, an alternative healthcare practitioner for almost thirty years, and I've studied so many different modalities over the years, and I was really determined to shift some major pieces inside myself, insecurity, fears, finances, beloved, all of that, weight, um, you know, sort of the classic challenges. And I had them and um, still have them a little bit, but they're probably like 5% of what they used to be. And so I would learn all of these different modalities and, and practice these modalities for a year, two years, three years, watching what worked. And I found that a lot of modalities didn't work for me. And 
it might have worked for mm-hmm. other people, but I crafted this way of working using these other dimensions, using our, our energetic fields and this vibration that flows within us so that it does work. And I have found that for myself and for the thousands of clients that I work with and people who are the meditators with the Cups of Consciousness, I would say that it works for probably 80% of the people out there. And the 20% that it doesn't work for, why does it not work? Is it that they didn't give it time enough or that I'm just not their cup of tea? Because everybody has their own particular angle. But I really wanted to craft a modality that would time and time again positively shift Mm -hmm. my physical life by using this other dimensional reality. Yeah. Alea, I want you to address something that you talk about that I find interesting, and that is you talk about how when you do this work and you're doing it on a higher level in the other dimensions, which we haven't talked about yet, that those dimensions are diluted. So you, when, when you try to bring it down to the real world where we are right now, you have to do a lot more work on the higher realms when you bring it down. Explain that. I'm not explaining it right. Please explain that. Yeah, so if we think about, I'm just going to use the support idea because there are a lot of people that are feeling like they want more support in their life. Either they want more support from the people in their life or more financial support or physical support, better health. So if we think about, okay, I want more support in my life. Then what you would do is you would take a few deep breaths, you pull yourself into that inner river of light because that immediately taps you into this inner world that actually is a different dimension. And then you would invite some energetic aspect of you to reference another dimension where you are so incredibly supported, where there's mm-hmm. support flowing in your divine line, in your divine cosmic loop, where your guides, your advisors, mm-hmm. your team, your body are all holding the support inside themselves, modeling it to you, positively, empathically impacting you. And so you just keep holding your awareness that in this other dimension, you are so supported, you're opening your energetic receptors to receive incredible support more than you could ever imagine here in this world. And then it gets so so potent, you're almost like crying here in this world, feeling that level of support up there. And you're really mm-hmm. focusing when there's this, this aspect of this energetic part of you, not so much your mind. And then as you hold that level of potency of support for at least two minutes, ideally seven, it begins to ripple and reflect into the physical dimension. And it has to be a thousand times more potent in that other dimension to account for the dilution and distortion factor that happens Mm -hmm. when energy passes from another dimension into the physical dimension. We think about the physical dimension almost like the bottom of the ocean. And so if I want to have a glass of water with no salt water on the bottom of the ocean, that glass needs to be really thick or um, really potent so that when it does get down to the bottom of the ocean, it's not diluted. And so we mm-hmm. always have to account for the dilution and distortion factor. And most people, they, they don't account for it. And they're like, oh, I got it there. But it's not enough. We need it like a thousand times more than here. And you're actually yeah, able to receive it. a thousand times more in those other dimensions than you are here in the physical dimension. And then there's another factor when you're working on manifesting, and that is to take into account the sacred trinity. In Christianity, they talk about it as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But in the Seven Cups of Consciousness, I talk about it as the soul rider, you, uh, the being of light, 
your body, which actually has its own unique consciousness, and that's the fifth concept in the seven cups of consciousness, and your team. And so when you, your body, and your team are all holding this really intense, potent vibration of support inside yourselves, receiving in this other dimension, that then begins to ripple and reflect into the physical dimension. If only one aspect, Mm -hmm. just you or just your body or just your team are holding the support, it's not going to create the manifesting impact that you're going to want in the physical plane. Mm-hmm. So you've got to do it on all of them, all the levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All levels. Um, and there's, levels. you know, there are certain terms that I use, and so reading the book Seven Cups of Consciousness gets you familiar with the terminology, and then you can start doing your own protocols, your own process, and feeling these energetic shifts that happen. And the other really um, unique thing and cool thing about the work is that I'm never doing anything to anybody. The guides are never doing anything to anybody. It's you shifting your own energetic fields, and then you sustain it. You move into greater empowerment. You're not giving your power away, wanting someone to do something for you. And so with all of the protocols, it's inviting those energetic aspects of you, your body, and your team to shift yourselves in these other dimensions, which then does mm-hmm. ripple and reflect into the physical. Mm-hmm. And another thing you've talked about a lot in your work, and I'm taking this a lot from and working with you in groups and, and listening to a lot of the recordings and also going to the tall cups of consciousness, which you do once a month, which, by the way, you're doing this evening. So, yeah. Um, and that is, yeah, and, and, and I do want you to talk more about the cups, but it's the whole concept of, um, of understanding the, what you get when you're working with the guides, really understanding how you can hear them you know, in your own level, how you receive the information. You've talked about that too. Yeah, so if people are wanting to tap more into their guides, the very first practice you want to do is recognize that if you're not connected in with yourself and hearing your own inner wisdom, it's going to be really hard to connect and hear another. And so when we want to hear our guides, we have to bring ourselves into that inner river of light that I call the divine line and just tune into our own vibrational wisdom, our own essence. And when we kind of think about, okay, well, what is my essence? You could just think about, okay, well, what do I value? Well, I value purity or I value kindness or I value integrity or I value strength. And then recognize that quality actually flows in your divine line. And so it's a very simple practice of what do I value? Oh my gosh, there's that vibration flowing within me. Connect in with that vibration. That then drops you into a deeper level of connection with your essence. So as you're connecting in with your essence, then you invite your guides and your advisors to encircle you in another dimension that supports them and to have them drop into an even deeper connected space inside themselves. And then you invite these energetic aspects of yourself and them to open up channels of communication, connection, and relay energetic information more at the energetic self, the higher self, as opposed to the Mm -hmm. mind. Because if we're constantly looking and listening from our mind place, that's like a Radio Shack calculator. It's super tiny. It's super limited. But when you start letting yourself listen from this higher vibrational, wiser part of you that I call the higher self, your higher self then receives the energetic information from these beings, and then it filters it into the mind and into the emotional field, and then you start feeling this support, you get these insights, and you're like, oh, wow, I never saw it that way. And it's like, well, those were little bits of information from your guides. There's also a really cool thing that happens um, 
when people start doing the daily cups and maybe even they're not doing the daily cups of consciousness is there's a ringing in the ears or a pressure change in the head. It might only last for like 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes. And that's actually the angelic presence encircling you and giving you energetic information. And so anytime I start to get that ringing in the ears which just lasts a few minutes or the pressure change in the head and then the ringing in the ears, I immediately stop talking and I stop doing what I'm doing and I just open to energetically receive whatever the information is, never watching for the information at a mind level as it's coming in. It's like we don't want to open the, the program that's downloading onto the computer during the download. Another thing you talk about, Alea, is this whole idea of codependence versus interdependence. You talk about it differently by saying that we need to rely on that own, our own core, our own spiritual side, rather than yeah. um, putting our efforts onto someone else. Explain that part. I think that's powerful. Yeah. It is a pretty powerful concept, and we're talking about a codependent relationship, and then we're talking about co-creative relationship. Co-creative is healthier. Codependent is uh, not really sustainable, not super healthy, but again, we've been programmed to be in codependent relationship with people. And it's a little radical because it's, it's speaking about this idea of you are responsible for loving yourself. You are responsible for supporting and valuing yourself and respecting yourself and finding safety and trust inside yourself instead of wanting others to love you, support you, respect you. And then the even more radical piece is it's not your responsibility to love, support, respect, and honor others. If you are respecting, honoring, and supporting yourself, you then have the capacity to do it from with others, but in a healthy co-creative way, as opposed to feeling resentful and obligation. And so it starts freeing our vitality up, our creative energy up, our psychic energy up, the more we go into that co-creative stance of, I am deeply valuing myself, I don't need anybody else to. I am deeply supporting myself, I don't need anybody else to. And then what happens is in your relationships, people start reflecting back to you how much you are valuing and loving and supporting yourself. So if you want it more from other people, do it more from yourself and fire them from doing, from meeting that need for you. Now, if you're a parent or you're a caregiver, it's important to recognize that we still have responsibilities, but the more we look at this from an energetic stance of, it's not my job to make sure this person feels okay inside themselves. That's their Mm -hmm. journey. If I'm modeling the solution and holding compassion and a supportive container and sending energetic information, then they actually might do it for themselves. And then we don't disempower people. So anytime we take responsibility for meeting another person's need, we immediately disempower them. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to talk a little bit about how that has shown up for me because that, it sounds like a very strange concept, particularly for people, as you said, we're taught to be in codependent relationships. And so I have found that when I have been you know, fearful or I've, you know, I, like I want someone or somebody next to me because it's going to help me, I find when I tune in to myself and I realize I have the angels and the guides working with me, I actually am being watched and protected. It's, it, I am yeah. not alone. I'm not alone. Right. And when I realize that, and sometimes I don't, but when I go back to it, it's very healing and it's very soothing and it also provides results because it's not just me in the room. I am, right. I am, I do have a whole other system within me that's protecting me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then you can also be cultivating more safety inside yourself, um, more comfort, more calm, and then you start to magnetically draw that and reflect that energy that you're feeling inside yourself. Your outer yeah, world. But I think that takes that it takes a while. I mean, I think it takes mm-hmm. a while. It does. But I think it's it does. a very, very powerful concept, particularly a way for people who are living alone, who even if we get older, a lot of people are on their own and a lot of people are lonely. There is so much loneliness yeah. in our world. I mean, particularly in our country where, you know, we, we're not, we don't form community as much as we did years ago or in other places in the world. So I think right. there's a lot of loneliness and when you can draw on your own inner resources and know that you're not alone, I think that's very important. Absolutely. And it's interesting, you know, in America, I've traveled all over the world, and I find that America is probably the loneliest country I've ever traveled in. Yeah. And and so, but then I kind of look at it from a positive perspective of, okay, so there's so much loneliness. What are people doing? And now I'm going to throw the other concept of the seven cups. We do the opposite of what we're intending on mastering until we reach a certain level of consciousness and we begin to practice what we intend to master. So all of these people that are in this loneliness and this abandonment um, and not feeling loved and supported and cherished, they're actually attempting to do that inside themselves. Because if they don't have mm-hmm. it in their outer world, they eventually will be forced to find it in their inner world. Now, it takes time. That's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, not very efficient. And so it, the more we start looking at it from that different perspective of, oh, I'm really lonely. You know what? No matter how many people I'm around, I'm still going to be lonely because I want to bring my awareness mm-hmm. deep into my core and connect in with my essence. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, okay, well, let's let's do that <laughs> instead of just wallowing mm-hmm. in the loneliness until it's just devastating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful this work. Tell people, um, we have a few minutes left, so tell people about the daily cups and about the tall cups and how they can join and, and a little bit about how they can get in touch with you and also the sound healing too because you've worked with, with dolphins and whales and we didn't talk too much about yeah. that today. But just tell yeah. people how they can find all that. Um, if people want to try a trial week for free, they can go to cupsofconsciousness.com. Um, they can also go to my website, aleyadao.com, A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O.com, but to get the, the uh, sample Cups of Consciousness. And then the daily cups I deliver via email and also with an app, Cups of Consciousness. So you could actually just get the app, Cups of Consciousness, for free and get your trial week. And then if it resonates for you and you feel supported by it, then you can subscribe for, I think, as little as 12 or $15 a month. And then actually every three weeks, I do the Tall Cups of Consciousness, which is an hour-long energy balancing session that I do via... Um, the internet and also phone so you can actually see me on the video camera and you can chat with me live I don't see you but you can join in and share your questions and it's an interactive community and we just go through energetic protocols and I answer the questions and we just dive deeper into whatever's going on in the world at this point in time at an energetic level I stay out of politics and religion it's just looking at the energy that's coming onto the planet and using the energy that's coming onto the planet to help us in our growth and our evolution and our awakening. And then I have nine sound healing albums that are available on my website, aleyadao.com, A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O.com. And then I also have it available on CD Baby and Amazon. And I have my book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, at seven, uh, which is Seven Cups of Consciousness. And I think I have maybe... 
145 previous tall cup sessions, almost 2,000 daily meditations, so tons of material. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's free meditations as well for people that can't afford to purchase it, but a meditation is $1.50 if you want to purchase them individually, so very affordable. And then I also do do one-on-one sessions with people um, over the phone, Zoom, and then once people have worked with me for a while over the phone or Zoom, then they can do an in-person session with me. It's usually a one- or a two-day retreat treat up on my property in the Sierra Nevada foothills of California where I have a sound healing table that's filled with water Uh and you get the sound healing experience and you stay in the magical fairy Uh cottage and um, (laughs) that's really for people that have have really been doing the work they're doing the daily cups they're doing the tall cups they're doing private sessions because an in-person session with me is intense we cover a lot of ground so it's kind of like being in shape to climb the mountain. Thank you, Alea. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. Wonderful. And people can find you on Alea Dow, E-L-E-Y-A Dow, D-A-O dot com. Yes, perfect. Great. And Patricia, it's so great right. connecting with you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or get a copy of my newsletter to see all these wonderful guests, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.